0: Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This
1: is C725 Brew Head. And I'm Tiffany, liquid enthusiast, alongside Barry the Maltipoo. <laughs> yes, who Loves we a non-alcoholic craft beer.
0: Loves it. Yeah. And a pup, pup beer. Pup beer.
1: Oh, they do have pup beers. Yeah. We really what what try to try to get them from somewhere.
0: It's probably just like... I bet it's not even sparkling, because I did not even know if those could have sparkling. Yeah, I was sparkly. like, what can it
1: be in? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't think they're allowed to have sparkling. We need to talk about that. We need though. to
0: do... We need to talk maybe it's breweries. just
1: rice, water, liquid rice, or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, like I said, a brewing with water girl, like I wonder yeah.
0: if you can eat... Can they eat bread? Yes. They can. So you maybe can had to give him bread, bread when
1: he saw, uh, swallowed the rock, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, Barrington. <laughs> and, uh, and welcome to episode 22 of Beard Out to the Podcast Link-Up Series. Uh, this is the sixth week of Link Up. It is. It has been an epic series uh, as they all have been, to be honest. There mm, hasn't been wonderful. any misses. Beer's super interesting, this series. We had a whole bunch of styles that we hadn't had before. We had uh, a Fruita Goza from Willowbold. We had the IPA from Foam. An English bit Up from Alora, A Rye IPA from Mascot. A uh, nice standard hazy... Well, not standard, like, but uh, you know, as you would expect, hazy IPA from Toltec. And now wheat 6, something... We have crispy. We had one crispy before, I think. Yeah, because crispies are a whole thing that you need to really, really plan for, right? So it's not the easiest thing to be able to do that. So we are very excited. Not only this is not any old crispy boy. This is from one of the most uh, renowned uh, breweries in Ontario for crispy boys that personally I only discovered in depth this year, and I'm very uh, stoked to do that. So guys, please welcome Callum from Sun and Hill in the building. welcome my man oh oh shit i muted you i muted you i'm sorry <laughs> uh, thanks for having me and uh thanks for including me in Linka. genuine pleasure and thank you again for being part of the series man it's uh like uh, we'll say off fair like i'm a, a huge fan and to have you involved in this and to do what you do best um is uh, is an honor and uh, i'm super stoked for this one so I want to get right into the beer, like we always say. We wait for these opportunities. It's much more uh, rewarding to drink the beer with you sitting here. Oh, we got the camera.
1: Oh shit.
0: Okay, this is the uh, <laughs> yeah. Just gonna grab the camera because it's super important. So we can still talk about it in the meantime. Don't we hold him? Yeah. Yep. So look at that beautiful label. Uh, we're gonna talk about that in just a second. So tell us about the beer, bro. Um. So it's
2: uh, hoppy pills. Um, yes. It is brewed with a couple different Pilsner malts. It's hopped with um, sap beer, a hop that we really like in the kettle. And then we dry hop it with Citra and Nelson. Ooh. Um, yeah, we kind of wanted to make a beer that um, was a lager, like we make a lot of lagers, but it's a style that I've been kind of thinking about making for a while now. And this was a good opportunity to do that. It was like, uh, just something that's kind of bridges the gap between
0: the IPA drinker and the lager drinker. Absolutely. Um, the Sophia hop, I've heard of it, but I don't know a lot about it. Is that, is that like a Pacific Northwest, uh, type of thing?
2: Yeah, it's, um, no, it's a German hop. Um, hop. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a newer hop variety, um, I think, in Germany, like maybe the last 20 years or so. Okay. Um, but it has like a little bit of an old world thing, but it also has a little light fruit. Um, oh, we really like it. We use a, a ton of it, and yeah, it's, uh, it's got like a nice oily kind of body to it as well, but I just really like the aroma of it, but in this beer, you're not getting a ton of that hop. It's like kind of dominated by the Citra and the Nelson.
0: Gotcha. Which is like such a dope combination of, uh, I'm going to write that down real quick because uh, for the review. Citra and Nelson is like fantastic. Like I almost feel like, is that, do you really capture the, I guess we'll find out in a second, but do you capture the, the Nelson um, profile in a dry hop in a beer like this? Does it still come through like it does in an IPA?
2: I, th- I think so yeah um, okay. like we didn't go crazy with it um, but I think the dry hops like close to like 10 grams a liter or something like that like it's a decent amount um, but uh, yeah I think at the colder temperature, like you are able to
0: still get a decent amount of character from the hops and- okay it's, that's, uh, did you choose those two for any particular reason, or was it just you are a big fan of the way that they express? We use
2: in like all of our hoppy beers. We use Citra and Nelson. Okay. Um, we got some really Why good not? Nelson um, from through through Joe at Willivald, and then nice. uh, we people. got some good Citra from Dominion
0: City. So, oh yeah, nice. we, good peoples. Yeah. Oh, this looks beautiful. Okay, so it's pouring uh, a little, on, unless it hasn't settled yet, touch opaque. Wicked foamy head right there. Oof. That nose beautiful. is unpacked. Look at that color. Yeah. It's like a, a bright lemon yellow. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> smells great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I love it when you can smell it from the can. Sorry, yeah, while you're
1: pouring. Mildly yeah, okay. delayed
0: just because of the, I forgot to bring the camera. Yes, but look at that, mate. Oof. What's causing that color as opposed to like, I've had a bunch of other beers the last few nights. Um, what's causing the color difference? It's just the, the malt combo. Um, yeah,
2: we added a little bit more malt, um, than we usually add. And we, so like there's a little bit more grain compared to what we usually do. Okay. Um, and then we sometimes add a little bit of wheat, which is a little lighter. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just a blend of Pils malt. and Yeah, we we tend to see a little bit of a dark. We used a Bohemian Pils malt, like a Czech Pils malt. Mm -hmm. And with this one malt, we tend to see like a slightly darker um, color. They must kiln it just a little bit
0: darker. Gotcha. Oh, man, this is amazing. I need to sip this. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers. Get that in you. Phenomenal. Oh wow. I feel like I haven't had like a hoppy pills in a while. Like I really feel like they, um sorry, they aren't as prolific as maybe they were. I feel like maybe nice. people are leaning more into the um straight up and down stuff. So this is like this is feels like I'm like, yo, I haven't experienced this flavor for a while. This is phenomenal, dude. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it drinks kinda similar to a pale ale, but um uh, yeah. it is with a lager yeast, um, and we have lager yeast on hand with making all the other beers. So it kind of right. made sense. But, um, yeah. I think that that colder fermentation too, like helps not maybe not blow off as much of the volatiles as well. Mm. So,
0: um, yeah. Dude. Fantastic. Yeah. It's really um, great. Really, really loving this. This is like, this is like the perfect type of hobby pills. It's like just a little touch of that grassy bitterness too in there. Um, you know, you obviously get the white wine, gooseberry kind of vibes. Yeah. Like some other, like, kind of sort of random tropical fruit that kind of comes through. Oh, man. Yeah, this is glorious. Um, so, is this the first hoppy pills that you've done? Like you were saying, like, you were thinking about doing? So, you've never done one before? Or you haven't done one like this?
2: We haven't done one like that. Um, but um, we have in the past made pale ales with lager yeast. Um, but we still called it just a pale ale. Right. Um, but yeah, this one, this one was a little bit different. Like that bigger alcohol, like we don't usually make lagers upwards of 5%. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was like something 2. different. Than this And we right. also finish it. Usually we're trying to finish the lagers really dry. And this one, we wanted to keep some like a little bit more sweet, um, character in
0: there. Okay.
2: What do you do to achieve that? Just mash a little
0: ho- hotter.
1: Okay. That's what oh, okay. Makes a difference. Interesting. Oh, that gets more sugar?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh cool. No shit. You can tell we ain't brewers. Okay, that's dope, man. Um, <laughs> is this, what's the difference then, without going too much into it, what's the difference between this and, say, a uh, an Indi- India Pale Lager?
2: Um, I'm not... I'm not sure. I haven't had an India Pale Lager in a long time. Um, like maybe the bitterness would be a little higher. I'm maybe the alcohol too. Like this is only five two. Right. Um, so I kind of wanted to keep it in the um, pills kind of ABV range, but yeah, I I think it,
0: it works. Yeah, man. No, oh, it definitely it's works, works. Yeah, perfect. I'd say it definitely works. Yeah, this is spectacular. And the uh, so obviously the beer is killer. The label is super dope. So. I love the
1: label. That's what I was talking about on Instagram. I saw I that. Yes. I was commenting too. I love the yeah. QR code inside
2: the P. That's yeah. So sick.
0: Super creative. Yeah. I got these for people who are listening and not watching. It's like bright pink label with the yellow link up. That the link up colors and the P, the top part of the P, and the link up is the QR code. Um, talk us through this, dude. I mean, obviously it's pretty straightforward, but uh, any any thinking behind it, love to hear it.
2: Yeah, my, um, my friend, Adam, he does all of our labels and a lot of our design work for, um, posters and, and whatnot. Um, but he did the design for this one. And he, I sent him through some of the, the stuff. So he, he does all of our stuff and he focuses on different typefaces for the labels. So mm-hmm. changes that up, changes the colors up and, um, For this one, he went with, like. um, I I told him about LinkUp and sort of the description and the initiative. And he he found a black um, type designer and that's where he got the typeface from. And then- Oh, love
1: that. Okay, that's cool. That is super cool. So attention to detail, like found, yeah, like made sure to use like black owned or black design typography, basically.
0: Yeah. That's cool. So, it's an original typeface that he sort of procured from uh, another designer. Yeah, you, you like buy them from the designer usually. Mm-hmm. Honestly, dude, that is. I love is, that. Like, that
1: means even more so money perfect. technically went in the pockets of a uh, uh, black designer. We didn't even know that. That's awesome. I love that. That's really
0: cool. That's like, honestly, but this is the whole like I know we kind of almost say this every episode, but I feel like like every brewery surprises us with some cool fact about that. Like, that is, like, so thoughtful, and I feel like even if we did, the, we were involved in this more, I didn't even know if we, would, we wouldn't have come up with that. Like, that is just, <laughs> yeah, I never considered anything like that. I didn't know that's how it worked, to be honest. Um, I love that, bro. I love it. And it's just like, even just the small thing, just having the, the, was that your, you said that his name was Adam?
2: Adam, yeah, that was his idea. That's his idea?
0: So, love that. Yeah, I didn't uh, say anything about
2: that. He just knew that the QR code needed to be on there, and... Uh, I think he was. He read that like they have to be a certain size for them to really work. So okay. he kind of
0: just worked it right into the label. Sick, dude! Yeah. I love that. I love that even more now. That's that's really cool, man. Very thoughtful uh, from top to bottom, uh, as anticipated. Thank you. Very very sick, dude. Uh, very much appreciated and uh, well noticed. All those little small elements. It's uh, <laughs> makes our day. goddammit. it! I love it. Um, amazing, bro. So. As far as like this type of thing, um, you know, the the mission to diversify craft beer. We know that if it's only one bunch of individuals, you can only go so fast. So obviously, beer is for everybody. Um, that's the entire point here. So, what was it specifically about sort of this mission and link up that made you want to get involved in something like this? Like, I think that
2: it's it's just totally necessary for the industry to get a little bit more diverse. Um, And if nobody's doing anything about it, then it's never going to happen. So um, I was like really excited when you asked us to be a part of it. So I think like as soon as you you asked for us to, to be a part of LinkUp, I was it was always going to be yes so it was really uh yeah it was it was it was nice and i'm yeah honored to be able to
0: make a beer for for this cause so yeah that's dope man yeah. i also want to put out there as well that you guys reached out to us to put a job on the job board which means and that's why I reached out to you. Like I, I was going to at some point for a regular BOS thing. But if a brewery is thoughtful enough to, you know, find us on like you know, find us online, and be like, "Hey, that makes sense. We want to diversify. If we could advertise our jobs on their job board, then that makes sense." So th- it, to us, the reason we asked was, you obviously clearly already believed in that mission because you were thoughtful enough to ask to do that so i was like hey if you'd be down we'd love to have you in the series so it felt like it was going to be a uh, a nice fit so i'm glad to hear that from uh from your side so for people who don't know you guys are based in caledon ontario which is um how far from toronto like an hour probably maybe yeah uh, yeah Did you tell them about
1: the time we thought we were going to Niagara and then we were in Caledon? Yeah,
0: oh I didn't well one time when was that? Like twenty (laughs) eighteen? Yeah, it was like
1: we went to that I think it's called like the spa on Caledon. You know how there's like a spa that like big spa like popular spa there.
0: And the brand owns a hotel in Niagara on the lake. And it's sort of like Yeah.
1: Yes, that's like, why. That's so we why. thought we were part of the Niagara on the Lake thing because we had no idea and we just didn't think to look at a map. Yes. We were just like cool, like we're going to be like right beside Niagara. It was my birthday and my mom won like tickets on CHFI. And they were just like, cool, like, we get to stay at the spa for two or three nights or whatever. And um, then when we were like, okay, cool, like, let's enter, like, back 10 cellars or, like, things like that. We're like, an hour and a half. We're like, what's yeah. going on? And we didn't realize it was, like, Brampton, basically, like, closer to yeah. Brampton. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was, like, close, Orangeville. That or
0: was whatever. the town we went and had dinner yeah. in because we were like, oh, we, yeah, we can't drive to there because that's pretty crazy. So we had no ideas. So that's how we learned about Caledon. Um, yeah. I've been back a couple of times for Badlands and been meaning to come see you guys as well. So you're in an area, for people who don't know, it's essentially, is it fair to say it's kind of like mostly like farmland or sort of farming communities-ish?
2: Yeah, and like there's some different pockets of Kaladin, but um, yeah, it's farmland and then like
0: people that are wealthy with big homes and stuff like that. There's yeah, some I noticed nice, that. Yeah, yeah there's some nice some houses Some nice there. places around there that, yeah. like, they got farm, whatever, like, big acreage, and they just build these, like, mansions on there, I guess, because the land probably isn't crazy expensive, or is it expensive and they're just wealthy?
2: Um, I'm not sure. I, it, everything's always changing so yeah, much, that's right? Point. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, like, real estate. Uh, I'm sure it's not cheap.
1: How long have you been open? Because I was like, was that a place we could have gone and we didn't know?
2: Oh, yeah, good point. um, We've been open um, to the public just over two years. Okay, Okay. so we didn't
1: miss out. um, Okay,
0: you didn't exist then.
2: Yeah, and I feel like we had a bottle shop for about two years.
0: Okay, dope. Um, So in that area... It's mostly, you know, farmland, which typically, in the more, you know, outside of cities, it tends to be a little more monoculture, um, from what I've seen and from what I've heard from from different folks. Talk of, like, how's the, you know, what what's the demographics as far as um, whether it's employees or whether it's the uh, the tap room, um, like the drinkers and customers. Like, how does that look for uh, for a brewery that's based in an area that you are?
2: Um, Well, the area is predominantly white, um, but we are close enough to the GTA that I think that we do see a good mix of folks that come by uh, the brewery. Um, And then, yeah, like uh, we are close to Brampton and Mississauga, and we see a lot of people from Toronto come up. So, yeah, I think... um, I think we see a good mix of folks. Like it can always be better, but, um, yeah, it's nothing. It's not just like one type of person. Um, but yeah, like, uh, and then staff wise, we're, we haven't hired too much, um, over the, like, we're currently a team of three. Um, but in the summer we were a team of five and it was... Um, yeah, like we, I think we have a pretty good mix on the team. Um, we have, I think, a part, um, we have a part-time staff member that was, um, with us over the summer, just doing some seasonal taproom stuff. And he's actually, I think, gonna, I don't know if he actually sent the message, but I think he was gonna send a message
0: to you all for some of the C- C- Cicerone certification. Ooh. Please do. Beautiful. Please. If, if he hasn't, I mean, you can tell me after the name and I can check. But um, if he hasn't, please give him a nudge. We would love to because that, that helps him get a leg up. That's what we're here for. Yeah. That's dope, man. So then the people that you're seeing in the tap room, and this is what's always curious about, um, the one, particularly, I guess, you know, the ones that are coming from Toronto and GTA and, and so forth. Are they, do you, and this is very qualitative and a very, like, you know, observational question, but do you, are they typically like super beer nerds or are like who are already just like, oh, I'm going to Summon Hill this weekend because they make the best Krispies? Or are they like people who are looking for something, you know, who maybe casual, you know, beer drinkers or they're familiar with craft, but kind of like maybe in the Gateway era and you, uh, you know you make stuff that may be slightly familiar to them because of, you know they're mostly crispies I've had IPAs from you too though that are very balanced very approachable that wouldn't scare people off right so like are you are you seeing any sort of um, patterns or like the types of individuals that are already finding you
2: yeah like I think that we do um, see that mix of people but I would say that there's not a ton of, like, there are beer nerds that come by and they're, like, into the beer, for sure. And, um, but we just get, like, a lot of regular everyday drinkers that are interested in it or some local people that just live around the corner. And, um, yeah, I also think that we don't just see, like, I know that our industry is, like, predominantly male but we see a good mix of um, women and men to and to the to the brewery as well so i think that's that's good like just because it's like easy drinking um and we don't try to like get too um technical with like descriptions and stuff and try to make it as approachable as possible i know like our price point might be a barrier for some folks. Um, that would be a, one thing that, like, like wouldn't would detract some people for sure. Like, it's not like the cheapest beer you can get, but I think, like, if people like good quality stuff, and like if they drink lager, and like this is just like a well made lager.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've heard there's, um, like, uh, I've heard from people talking like LCBO, which I guess is a general, you know, across the board idea of what most people would typically feel comfortable paying. I feel like outside the LCBO, maybe if you go to a specialty store, you know that it's going to be, nothing's going to be cheap, and that's the point. But, like, mm-hmm. there's like a, what's the shelf, dude, ah, Jeff from town was telling me the other day. Because the shelf space was reducing? It's not about shelf space. It's about like the the upper limit of what people feel comfortable paying. So as soon as you hit, what was the number? I think it was like four dollars. I think it's four dollars. Okay, I don't know. I feel like that's
1: like the <coughs> one. Yeah, he it's was like,
0: like yeah. He had two beers that were similar at the LCBO, and as soon as one was four dollars and one was three ninety-five or three eighty or whatever it was, it was marginal difference. Like the the way that it outsold the four dollar or four dollars fifteen was so ridiculous that they had to drop the price. So I can imagine there's. That would potentially play a part for maybe someone unfamiliar with it. But then at the same token, if they are familiar with quality, you know, if you go to wineries, you know that if you go to Toss or something like that in Niagara, you're going to be paying, you know, or, or Stratus or something like that. Like the prices aren't cheap at all. So it's, you know, there, there's definitely something to be said about that. Um, that's interesting. So as far as like attracting those people, how do you think, and I'm asking this kind of for other, other breweries who may be watching who are sort of in a place where, you know, they don't necessarily, maybe they don't get what you, you're fortunate enough to be like further away that it's like a destination kind of fun thing. People can make an afternoon of it or whatever. Um, and maybe there's other breweries that might not have that, but how do you think that people find out about and I guess when I say that, I'm specifically probably referring to the um, the more diverse groups. So are they like, obviously, you, I don't know how you would directly advertise to a group anyway, but like, how do you think they're finding out about what you're doing? Like, is it Google? Is it like, maybe they have a friend who's into beer and they go, hey, if you want to this weekend, we should go out to this brewery. Then we go here and do this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
2: Um. I don't think it, we're doing anything special for, for that. I just think that we're just not doing things that could um, deter folks. Like, we're just trying to, like, uh, keep it as simple as possible, not play any music that's, like, like offensive extreme. or, like, extreme in one way or another. And same thing with the beers mm-hmm. that we're making and the way we, like, talk about the beers. It's not supposed to make anybody feel... Um, like, they don't know what's going on. Like, you don't need to know much. Everyone knows what it, like, like, everyone can taste it and have their own opinions. But, like, yeah, we just try to keep it pretty standard and then um, create, like, a nice atmosphere for people that anybody likes that, like, uh, if if they want to get out of the city and stuff like that. But we're trying to get better at that and try to create a little bit more of a community on site and stuff like that. But um, that's something that that we're going to really work on this year and just like try and, uh, yeah, just try to create a little bit more of a community. We're not 100% sure on how to do it, but... At least
0: you're thinking about it, talking about it
1: internally. And I was thinking about the point that you made about the music. Uh, Like One time I was in this brewery, I can't remember which one, but it was like such intense, heavy death metal music, and I was by myself, and I was like, this is so awkward. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, I just feel like this is so weird. In Canada? Um, in the States? Or... In Canada, yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to remember what brewery it was. And like I know everybody loves like the or everybody a lot of people love the like heavy death metal like when we're in the back of the brewery and then we hear that There's stuff, oh, yeah. which I also was never exposed to. But um yeah, there was one time I was sitting in a tap room and I was drinking and I was by myself and then I was just like, This is oh, I think you and Brad talking? were coming to Oh, to meet me. you somewhere. Okay. And then I was like I was like, I just this is so awkward. I was like, I feel like <laughs> is so awkward right so yeah i see i don't know it could do that like you could feel like so out of place and weird so i think it is cool to be cognizant of that and like you know have that reflected so it feels more equal grounded Hmm. you know for everybody because that is something i could say from personal experience that will throw
0: you off for sure Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good i mean that could also be a thing you turn off maybe different age groups like maybe if you're sort of in the the boomer age group for example anyone like 50 and up maybe wouldn't be the most comfortable hearing that who, who you know didn't yeah. grow up with that you know ha- hearing that extreme title or even like really hardcore hip-hop or something like yeah. on the opposite side yeah exactly it's probably a little much for some folks and i like that there's a attention to detail for that both with the something small like the music i feel like no one's ever brought that up before and then on top of that the descriptions and i have noticed because i check every can that i'm drinking and i feel like you've made this really it's very simple and straightforward like there's nothing too crazy about what you're writing on the cans i'm like this is a german pilsner enjoy i'm like sick all right let's go you know it's uh i like that i like i like that approach i think that's really important and it's language and it's sort of that um intentionality behind every single element of a brewery that makes it everybody feel welcome it's almost like for diversity beyond just ethnicity like you know whether it's age or gender or anything like that you know, everyone want to make it feel like a bros club although it's just for people in their 20s or something like that, because, I mean, you could, but I don't really see the business sense in that. Like, yeah, exactly.
1: No, there's no business sense in that at all. It's like you make an exclusionary club
0: yeah, that doesn't allow the same to thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: which is Anti-community. Anti-community. Or it's exclusive community. Uh, yeah, probably. But that's not what we're for, not for exclusion in any way here. So no, that's the whole bit, not right?
0: at all. Um, what, and as far as, like, say when you put out job ads, speaking of all of this type of stuff, the type of people you get, obviously, like, you know, it sounds like, you know, I know you're sort of small, haven't been around for, for too, too long. So you're growing the, the operation, which is great that you've got, you know, you need more people in the summer and such. How's the talent pool of the people applying? Like, are they locals? Are they from maybe, you know, around here, like, you know, Kitchener, Waterloo, Hamilton, Toronto? Um, are they diverse, that a, a diverse a range of individuals, whether it's age, gender, ethnicity, and such? What's that look like?
2: Yeah, I think we've had a good mix of people that have applied for our jobs. Like um, ever since we, like, we've only been hiring for just over two years, um, but like we have always done like Indeed and stuff like that, and we post on Instagram. But people are applying through Indeed, or and then now we're using the link link up site. And we also have the, we have like a permanent link that people can click and see um, what jobs we have available. But yeah, I think we get a good mix. Like we've always had um, a good mix of uh, gender at the brewery. So I think that also when people see that too, like maybe it's a little more approachable for, other people i don't i don't exactly know but i mean like that's um that's what we've seen and i haven't seen anything in any one direction that like it's only these people that are applying like i think we get a good good mix for the applicants for sure
0: that's dope Uh, yeah i love that you got the single link on the website too i think that's great
2: yeah, we're gonna try and embed it in our website. We have it, we have it through an external thing, but we're gonna put the link at the bottom of the page. But we don't have it's any
0: good. jobs right now. But once we do, do you put like a little careers or job section? They can click yeah. that and go off. Yeah, that's a good idea, man. It's just like instead of it's good for us because now we can permanently have that link on um, on the plug job board, so that yeah, it'll good. always be there. So You don't have to tell us now when there's a new job; it'll just pop up. So. I'd highly encourage breweries, I think there's probably, I can think of four breweries who do that right now, you included. Um, I think it's a, a real smart way for breweries to do that, because it makes it easy for people like us if you're going to put it somewhere else, and I'm sure there's multiple other job boards like us where you know, where you could put it, but at least we can just leave it there and it's just like anyone who pops up will just click on it and they can just see what's going on at any given time. Obviously, this is a quiet time of year for, for the industry, period. Um, being it's December, so it's very um, quiet. But yeah, I definitely encourage that. So that's super doper. Um, the other thing I was going to ask about was, obviously, you know, I, I find that breweries who are in smaller communities, like where you're at, tend to be almost like more community focused than a brewery in a larger city. I am. Have you guys done a lot of um, other things like this, like whether it's collab beers or get involved in in community activities, whatever whatever that might look like?
2: Um, We haven't done any community activities. Like I'd like to do more of those in the future, but ever since we had a bottle shop, we've been doing something that like I really, I really liked um, when I was getting into beer like main beer company and in the States and stuff. And they do the 1% for the planet and stuff. But Mm. we, I wanted to find a way that we could incorporate some, something like that um, into our business. So like, since we've had a bottle shop the last couple of years, like when people buy a 750 mil bottle, we donate a dollar from the bottle to like we rotate through some different organizations that are doing work in the area. So either in the area or Ontario. So the end of every month or every other month, we just make a donation, but I'd like to get more involved rather than just like sending money to them. But that's yeah, great So far we've been able to do a, a few thousand bucks a year to,
0: to places. That's very cool. I mean that's just like that's perfect though. Like whether you know your community is like there's local but it's also, you know, provincial, it's the most likely, you know, there's obviously gonna be visitors from elsewhere, but <coughs> excuse me. Um that's really giving back immediately. I love that. And it's like it's a good ethos for any business to have really like to to try and sort of, you know, contribute back and I guess that fosters more relationships and um you know, builds just, you know, you never know what can come from that that will benefit both the place that you live and work and also, you know, the, the individuals that can can directly, uh, you know, benefit from it. It's very dope, man. I love that. Um, was there anything else we wanted to touch on? I feel like this is – I feel like that's really – got some really good stuff here, particularly the, the information. Like I said, I really wanted to just get anything that you found beneficial um, and share that for other breweries to sort of be able to be like, hey, that makes sense, man. If I'm playing this death metal all the time, well, you know, maybe we're only going to get a certain subset of individuals. And I think that's something that's like just just not talked about a lot because it's not a terrible thing by any means, but it's just small little incremental things that anybody can do that'll just make it a, bit, a little more welcoming for for people. Um, which I like. Was there any, okay, probably last question. Was there anything that you would suggest from someone like yourself who is, you know, I know Yeah, once again, you haven't been open a ton of time um, and you're sort of getting involved in a bunch of different things, but was there anything that you would suggest to breweries? We may, I think a lot of breweries don't even know where to start with stuff like this and maybe feel a little uh, nervous or just unsure about how, what can I do? I want to do something and, you know, Aside from doing something like this, like a collab with a with a comp with a non profit. I know there's other breweries who do those type of things regularly, which is cool. That's not for everybody. Is there anything that you would suggest over and above what we've talked about already that and breweries could consider?
2: I think like there's lots of resources out there and lots of other people have talked about stuff like this on podcasts or like you can you can get out there and you can like kind of learn a learn from other people. Like if someone doesn't know where to start, I would just like suggest listening to some other people talk about it. Um, my partner also works at a bigger company, so she's a great resource for like just asking questions about like how a company should behave. Like not that she knows everything, but I mean like They're a little bit more structured than our industry, and I think that if you know people that work at a bigger company that has a little bit of uh, that is like somewhat ethical, like I think that they could be a good resource to reach out to. Um, Good call.
0: Yeah, 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 that's a great idea. Um, I love that. Oh, I had something as you were saying that, and I lost it for a second. God damn it! I hate it. Um, that's what I was... Okay, so that is perfect. Do you have anything else you want no, to ask? No, I'm good. No, this is great. Uh, Calum, honestly, this is great, dude. Thank you so much again for, for doing this, for the beer pod. is fantastic. Yeah, the beer is phenomenal. I'm really trying to drink it slowly. I'm, normally, I would crush this, but <laughs> I'm trying to. Um, the last thing was, where can people get this beer? So, obviously, they can come to the brewery in Caledon and pick it up if it's not sold out. Um, it's being distributed around, at least I know here in Hamilton, that Durand is getting it. Is there... Like, what's the general gist of where people can find it?
2: Um, we have a online store. We've got the bottle shop. Um, and we um, ship beer all over Ontario. Um, you also, like, on our website, we've got a whole list of a lot of our um, retailers and licensees that we sell to. Sick. So people can kind of see that they might not all have it, but... Um, I'm sure if they message them and ask them if they have it, like they'll let them know. But yeah, we got a full list of retailers on there.
0: Very handy. I would also on top of that suggest breweries do that too. Um, Just make it easier for for folks who want to pick up your stuff Um, and support. Dude, that's awesome. Um, Stick around at the end. We're just going to wrap this up. Um, I want to take the um, thumbnail real quick. So I'm going to take a screenshot of the screen. You want to hold up the, the beer there? There we go. Beautiful.
1: Let
0: me get the can. Get the can too. Yeah. All right. Ready. Glorious. Uh, Carolyn, where can everyone find Hill online, my man?
2: Um, we only really have Instagram and our website. So either Simple. one of those. Sonnenhill and I think
0: just and Sonnenhill. It is indeed. Yes, that's it perfect bro thank you again for everything um uh, it's an honor to have you involved and thank you for the chat i think you have got a, a bunch of great insights out of that uh which is exactly what we want so appreciate you we'll wrap this up and we'll, we'll finish up off there but um guys thank you so much for watching and listening if you enjoyed the episode smash the thumbs up hit subscribe below hit the notification bell so you know when the new drops follow us everywhere at bos podcast and of course at link up beer if you are someone you know is a BIPOC individual and would like to get involved in the program, head over to linkupbeer.org, fill out the form, the very kind and lovely Danielle will uh, have an interview with you and we'll get you into whether it's Cicerone uh, or anything else that we can help with to assist your path into the industry of craft beer. And like Callum said, if you wanna learn more about what you could potentially do as a brewery, um, or if you're not a brewery and you want to just learn more about this whole thing, this whole Link Up Series, Series 10 on BOS, if you're on the Apple Podcast, you can just hit Series 10. This is the 22nd episode where we've talked with almost everybody who has uh, participated in LinkUp, and there's some really great insights from everybody. So that's a good place to start, but I imagine there's a ton of great podcasts and resources, on YouTube and all that stuff, where you can find information. So until next time, y'all, cheers.
1: Bye.